All right, welcome everybody to another episode of God's Watchmen. Tonight's episode is going to be a very, very special episode. Sit oh, yeah. here with Jordanis. He's from Cuba. We're going to hear about a story of what it was like growing up in Cuba, not as a Christian, but he came to the Lord in what, your 20s? Now? Yeah. When, when did you come to the Lord? Uh, when I was 17. Oh, yeah, when he was 17. Yeah. So, But it's been a pleasure and a joy to know him and... We're going to hear that story, and actually Caleb serves alongside Jordanis here in our church in the Spanish uh, ministry. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for this one. Um, <laughs> this is this is one of my bros, and uh, he's got an amazing testimony. God has done really cool things. Praise God! So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jordanis, would you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like, uh, what do you do? Where do you work? Uh, you're married and you have kids, right? Yeah. Well, I'm married. Uh, so, 14 years ago, I got married in Cuba with uh, my wife, and now we have a 10 year old uh, son. His name is Jesse. And yeah, and we we are currently working. Well, me me personally, I'm working with a Hispanic ministry here, uh, a Calvary Chapel, as a ministry assistant along with Pastor Lorenzo. And yeah, I'm excited about what we are doing for the Lord and reaching the Hispanic community. So that's that's the main thing that I'm, I'm doing right now. So awesome, walking in God's blessings, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, my next question is, what has the Lord been speaking to you lately? If if you would mind sharing, if if not, you don't yeah, have don't to. Mind. Is there anything yeah. that the Lord is speaking to you that you would like to share? Yeah, of course. Uh, I was uh, meditating the other day in uh, Psalm 51. I, I really love this psalm uh, because it's David's psalm where he shared his heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, a you know, in a condition so where he was confessing his sin. And um, there is a specific verse, uh, verse um, 17. Psalm 51, verse 17, uh, that I really like. And it's about the difference between sacrifice and obedience. Yeah, I really like that. Um, verse 17, Psalm 51 says, the sacrifice, that, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. Mm-hmm. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. So I really like that because we can get so focused on serving the Lord and uh, and we can forget that we need to surrender our lives first. Yeah. And uh, we serve from the condition where we, 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 are, we have surrendered our heart first and then we serve as a result of that. So that's, that's one thing that has been meditating and it's, it's one of my favorite verses. That's a beautiful verse, and it just lines up with how our last Sunday service was about confessing, yep. and revival was about bringing us together. Pastor Tom was on in Nehemiah about you know how how they all were confessing, confessing. sin for, yep. for three hours, and you you touched on that. So yeah, it's just beautiful to see how the Holy Spirit works through the people Amen. here. And yeah, God's so beautiful. So uh, Jordanis, would you like to tell us what it was like? Growing up in Cuba, yeah, 
Yes, you, yes. you didn't grow up as a Christian, so mm-hmm. um, Caleb is really excited to hear this story. <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard a little bit, and I want to hear it all, kind of from from the beginning to um, to you growing up and your relationship with your family and how life was, and then what it was like before the Lord and when you came to know the Lord, or if you fell away, and just kind of that whole story, I think, is really really yeah. important. Yeah. Well, um, I was born in Cuba. My my father, um, he's a professional singer for Cuba music. Um, my mother, um, she was uh, a dancer at the place that my my dad was working. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was born in the midst of these situations. So once that my my father and my mother. Um, they finished their relationship, so I was one year old. So I never got the chance to be with my dad uh, growing up. Uh, I, most of the time, I, I was seeing him on TV, and it was hard for me because I wanted, you know, to be with with him. But uh, rather being with him, I was watching him on TV. Wow! So and I remember <laughs> touching the screen of the TV. It was an old TV. Um, you know, to touch my my dad, and that's an an image that I have from my, you know, my that's my crazy. Days. Yeah. So he was like pretty. He's yeah, pretty he famous. Was, yeah, inside of Cuba, inside of Cuba, he he used to sing with, you know, on TV with different bands and uh, like Cuban music, uh, all of that. Um, and for me, you know, I was the only son who was uh, raised in another city. So sometimes, you know, I had to travel to, to be with my dad, like, for one week, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I was born, my mom took me to the, a Vakti church uh, on my city. It was a really traditional uh, traditional church. Uh, they, they didn't clap. <laughs> They, you know, they they were all about singing hymns, and I remember me sleeping in, on the benches. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, and but you know, uh, she always tries to, you know, to in some way, you know, to to help me to get closer to God. Even though when she wasn't a faithful Christian that goes to church every Sunday or something like that, but um, you know, at least. Uh, she took me to the church, and you know, the Lord, the Lord did the rest, and uh, it changed my life. You know, and I remember um, that they used to have a program, so like a um, Awana or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, back at the time, it had an, another name. So in that program, so they used to teach the kids Bible verses um, and all of that. So I remember. A lot of verses that I learned uh, because they they would give you prizes. <laughs> I was good. <laughs> you like the prizes. I like the prizes, and you know I was really poor when I, I was a, a kid, so I, I couldn't afford to ask you know my parents or um, especially my mom because she was a single mother, uh, you know, working at home. So I couldn't afford to to ask her for any any gifts or any even sometimes special things that I needed like a pair of shoes or something like that. So I couldn't ask her because there is no way that she she could give me that. 
So it was hard for me. Yeah. So your mom was a Christian growing up? Yeah. She was a Christian. Okay. She used to be part of these uh, Baptist church. Um, it, you know, it's really traditional church. Now has changed a little bit. And back in the time, you know, but uh, you know they teach Jesus and uh, the, you know the love of God and you know and so I was blessed and to to go to that church until I was ten. Uh, ten, yeah. When I was ten, I desire I desire to I decide to go to um, to start practicing karate mm. because I thought that I had talent for uh, combat sports. So I did wrestling and then boxing, and then I end up um, karate. Oh, so so we got to watch out for you on the streets, no. right? No, <laughs> all that is in the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, it was it was exciting for me because uh, some people see the sport as a violent thing, and <clears throat> and it taught me discipline. And that's what I, you know, I teach my my son. You know, sport. It's sport. It's not about, um, you know, knowing movements to, you know, or certain technique to attack people. Or, you know, it, it's about learning the discipline. Yeah, uh, I grew up wrestling till you know I went to college, mm -hmm. so I understand the discipline that it really mm -hmm. focuses on, and you can use that and apply it. Unfortunately, exactly. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes a while until we realize that we need to apply that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, when I got into karate, I have a, they call it sensei. Um, he was uh, helping me a lot. He said, hey, I couldn't afford to pay. Even when in Cuba is cheap, to practice sport, I couldn't mm -hmm. afford to pay. Uh, you had to pay a certain amount. I don't remember. I was, you know, a kid. Um, but I couldn't afford to pay, and, and the sensei told me, hey, you cannot miss one class here. I'm going to pay for you. And that, that was one of the first, first things that somebody, you know, did for me that I really appreciate. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, one of the reasons that I started to uh, practicing combat sports is because, um, you know, domestic violence that I was seeing with my mother and stepfathers and uh, situations that I was seeing. And, uh, you know, in my little mind, I was thinking, hey, I need to be able to defend myself and defend my mother and my sister. Mm -hmm. And I had two, two sisters. At that time, I had uh, one. But uh, that was my main goal at the time that I started practicing. And then um, I, I, I achieved a lot of competitions and I did a lot of things on, on the sport. Uh, so until what time, you know, that I decided to practice uh, gymnastic as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I went, I went to a few competitions on that as well. Uh, I really was into a sport until... Um, I was really bad on school, really bad. Uh, I was um, behaving really bad at school. Uh, I was a good athlete, but I, my behavior was, you know, really bad. 
And then I remember uh, the, the teacher sit down with me and told me, hey, listen, if you want to make it to the uh, um, sport uh, school that we have for professional athletes, you need to have more than 85 uh, you know, points on, you know, on the, your score. Okay. And I didn't make it to that uh, at that point, right? So mm-hmm. I was like 60 something because I didn't pay attention, attention to school. And, uh, you know, I was all about people and friends and uh, have fun. On, so on that, that was the schooling that, that you failed in. Not the not the sport part of not it, the, sport. the school. Yeah, okay. I was really good at sport, but um, on my school I was really really bad. Things were going wrong, and um, you know I got into a few fights on on school, uh, like almost in all grades, like in seventh, <coughs> eighth grade, and ninth. I got in, into a fight until I, that. I remember that teacher sat down with me and, you know, we have a conversation and I realized, you know, none of my friends are helping me. So I need to realize that I need to focus on on study. So during all this, were you, was your mom still taking you to church at this time? No. No. When I I started sport, you know, she left the church. I left the church with her. Okay. So your mom left the church and stopped going. What yeah. what happened at home during that time? Like, was it rough? Yeah, it was rough. But uh, my grandma, she she wanted to take care of me. So mm-hmm. my grandfather died, and then I had to move with my grandmother. And uh, she was a an educated person. She she didn't went to school. She didn't knew how to read, how to write. But she was a uh, a person of values. Okay, really good values. Even though when she, she didn't have God, you know, she didn't know nothing about God. Mm-hmm. But she had really good values like don't steal, don't lie, things like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. she talking to me about, you know, those th- those things. Well, now, there was, there was a point when you were getting, how old were you when you were in, you got, went to like a school for fighting, right? Like college? Well, I went to... Uh, the way that it works in Cuba is you go to a, a regular school mm-hmm. until ninth uh, grade, and they will send you to a, a specialized school. So when when I was at the point to do this transition, so I, I you know finally I improved my notes and everything, um, you know my score in, on school, I improved all of that, and so I had the right to go to you know sports school. And they they say, hey, uh, there is no space for you now. And then they send me to another school uh, as a transition because they didn't want me to be out of the um, school system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they sent me to another school, and that's where you know I had a lot of problems. <laughs> And there, there was one big fight in particular that was kind of a turning point, wasn't there? Yeah, it was a fight on on that school. Uh, somebody took my towel, uh, and then I started asking, and uh, everybody was telling, "Oh, this guy did that. This guy did that." And I got into a fight with this guy, 
And then, uh, yeah, they started threatening me, the, the school director. Hey, so you are going to lose everything. We are wow. going to kick you out of this school, all of that. And I was only 15. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I'm leaving the school. So I left the school. And in Cuba, there is these opportunities. So you can always to, can go back to school and study. And then I studied, uh, I went to a economy school to study some, uh, how to manage a, uh, restaurants and things like that. I didn't like that, but I, you, you need to study something. You need to do something. Yeah, you wanted to make some kind of money. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember studying in, in this school. And uh, at the same time, I, I started practicing music with some friends on, you know, some uh, friends from the neighborhood. Uh, we always liked the hip hop and uh, yeah. things like that. <laughs> Did you want to be like your father in in this sense? Like, was this your way of trying to reconnect with your father in a way? Because when, when we when we go back to you mm-hmm. saying seeing your father, mm-hmm. the closest that you had was touching him on the TV. Mm-hmm. Now, I I couldn't imagine being in them shoes, but like as a kid, mm-hmm. that was probably heartbreaking. And you were crying out for your father and ne- wanting mm-hmm. that that love from your father. Yeah. Well, at the beginning, it all was like a, an illusion. Yeah. I have a friend who told me, hey, you want to be part of a, a team to sing like pop music, something like that. Just acoustic pop music yeah. with a guitar. And I said, I don't know how to play guitar. I do have a guitar, but I don't know how to play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me, hey, I'm going to teach you how to play guitar, and so you can, you know, start practicing with us. Um, but I didn't want it to, I, I wasn't taking that serious. Like, you know, I wasn't visualizing myself like my dad singing on TV. Yeah. I was doing that just for, for fun, you know, just to discover if I had the talent for, for music. I didn't knew that. Well, you got a beautiful voice, so you can, you, you can sing. You got a, <laughs> God gave you a great voice. Praise God. Yeah, but I, I, I never knew that, you know. I was into sports. That's, that was the thing that I thought that I was good at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, suddenly, you know, God changed everything and he uses one of my friends to tell me, hey, you got a talent for music. <laughs> yeah. And we started singing on... Um, um, they used to have these um, concerts with uh, local artists yeah. in the city. It's nothing huge, but it's a starting point for people who wants to get into the music industry. So I started singing with them uh, in this, you know, this band. I was doing just just the choir of the song, yeah. you know, and then. I take. I started taking it serious uh, because we went to record. I remember we went to record a song, and the other guys, the other band that was there, was laughing at me. Whoa! Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. That's hard. Yeah, that they were laughing at me because my voice wasn't that good, and I say, you know what? 
I'm going to read a book about how to sing. <laughs> so you read a book how to sing and that's how you got your beautiful voice? No, no, no. <laughs> Yo, Caleb, I'm no. going to go, give me that book, give me that book. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty unique. Yeah, yeah I, I started, I said, you know what? I'm going to read a book. I want to learn this thing. Yeah. I want, you know, I started paying attention to recordings and, th- and singers and, and learning techniques and all of that. I started improving. I didn't need, you know, my, moti- my motivation was to get better at it. Yeah. Because I don't want it, you know, anybody to laugh at me. You know, that was, it was wrong, but, you know. <laughs> did, did you kind of say in your heart, I'm never going to la- let them laugh at me again? Was it something like that? Uh, I don't know. I I thought, you know, my talent is going to prove them that they are wrong. That's yeah. that's what I was, you know, si- mm-hmm. uh, thinking. Yeah. Um, and... W- it was, uh, you know, at the point that when I was 17, uh, I sang with this group for almost two years. So you started at 15. Yeah. When I left the school, that's so why I started the music. And uh, I was, you know, at the same time yeah. studying the other career. And, uh, and how, age, how old are you right now? 33. 33. Yeah, I'm okay. 33. Yeah. That's when kind of the music stuff started to come alive for you. and Yeah. At the age of... Uh, yeah, 17, around 17, yeah. 17's when you started getting into music? Well, I started when I was 15, okay. but uh, I took it serious when I was 16 or 17, more serious, and I wanted to be like an artist and be famous, and then I started thinking, you know, I need to play more instruments and, you know. <laughs> Jesus had other plans, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in the you said you came to Christ at 17, right? Is that Yeah, this is what happened. I was uh I, you know playing with this music band yeah. and uh, I needed an electric guitar. But in Cuba there is no way that you can go to a store and uh, and buy an electric guitar or whatever instrument because it doesn't exist. There is no way that you can go to a store and yeah, and uh, if you wow. find something is acoustic, is you know handmade or something, it's it's not like here that you got you know different stores. And so I went to this guy that I knew that had a guitar and say, hey, you wanted to sell it? You want to sell the guitar? And he say, no, I use this guitar to serve the Lord. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> and I say, what do you mean? <laughs> I play at church and. Um, there is a, a, a worship team at church, so I play with them, so I don't sell it because I use this for, for that purpose. And then... Did did that have you putting question marks in your, your brain? Like, yeah. What, 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 what's, what kind of dude is this? Yeah, and, you know, even I knew, you know, things from the Bible yeah. and, and, you know, from growing up and, you know, all of that. But And then I started asking questions, you know, to him, so... How is that? What kind of music you play? Remember when I was on church, they were singing hymns. And uh, the vision that I have of the music of the church, it was, oh, these people, uh, they are not outdated with the music, you know? You didn't think they could rock out. Yeah. And so, and this guy using an electric guitar at church, this is crazy, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) I started asking questions to him. So he said, you know what? I wanted to invite you. Go mm. if you have time. We have the service this Thursday, eight thirty. Um, you want me to pass by and, and you know go for you, and so you 
you can go with me. I say, no, no, I'll go along. And I did. I did one. And I remember that day, uh, the pastor was preaching. I remember everything that he was saying. It, it was like the Holy Spirit was talking to me, you know, teaching me that everything that I went through is because he had a purpose for me. That's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. And I remember he doing like an altar call. So I went, I went up and yeah, I raised my hand. I, you know, I, I did for, I would say first time receive Jesus as my personal savior. Awesome. What, what, what did, what did you do after that? Did, did you see a change in your life? Well, it was curious because after that, I say, oh, my goodness, I have a disaster on my life. How can I fix all of this? I had, I was yeah. in, into a relationship that it was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, I was with this music band that I didn't want it to be part of, you know. If it, I wanted to serve the Lord, I wanted to be in the right path. So you no longer wanted to be famous anymore? No, not anymore. After that? After that, wow! I, I I remember me praying a prayers, telling the Lord, Lord, I give up trying to be famous. I I wanted to be about you. I wanted to be serve you, and I don't care. Amen. You know. Wow. I had to get to that point. That was my surrender. my my point of surrender. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I had to say, Lord, I, I just surrendered my life. <laughs> it's awesome how God used your, your dream, though, mm-hmm. to want to be a rock star. Mm-hmm. And you wind yourself, wind up running into somebody that has an electric guitar that uses it for God. Yeah. You're a rock star for God. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was so excited. And at the same time, I had, you know, like a bunch of questions like, Lord, how how are going to get you know out of this life that I has been living? Like, I had to you know separate myself from a lot of things that you know I had to say bye bye to some friends that are not you know I know that they are not a blessing to me. I yeah. had to say bye bye to my girlfriend. <laughs> it's not because, always the easiest. No, but I, you know I felt that this wasn't the right relationship. This wasn't what I, the Lord had, you know, in storage for me. So I was, you know, I was serious about, you know, making decisions. So I started making decisions. And I remember the music director of the band that I was playing with, he told me, hey, I understand. I get it. If you don't want to do this anymore, don't feel any pressure from us. And that was the Lord touching his heart. Wow. Wow. That was an answer to my prayer because I don't want it to say that. You know, that's what I wanted, but I don't want it to be the person who say that. I want, you know, to come from them. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Praise God. Yeah, he came to me and he said that. So my my next question is, is there a lot of people in in Cuba? Is Christianity big or is there a slow, like a slim number or, or... how, how, how is it there? Is a lot of people proclaim God, or, or is there a mix of both? Or how how's that work? Just just so we can understand. I could say that the church has been growing a lot in Cuba, 
uh, there is a really um, big community of faith in Cuba. Uh, several denominations like Baptist and yeah. uh, Pentecostal churches, um, Methodist church. There's a bunch of denominations, but the thing is, the system in Cuba doesn't support any religion, any um, you know anything related to faith. Okay. Right. So for ende, we don't have. Um, therefore, we don't have um, any radio station, Christian radio station, any okay. you know channel, Christian channel. Anything like that, but we do have people who go out to street to preach the gospel, yeah. to talk like, you know, person to person. It's not like, you know, taking a microphone, go to a park and do something like we do here. There is no way that you can do that. You need a special permission, and I don't think that you are gonna get the permission for it. Oh, so you needed a permission yeah, to, to speak to speak in in public, like things like that. Anything it was, you had to have permission to speak about anything, or just permission to speak about Jesus. Anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. The, the thing is, they control the information that goes out. So right, that's right, that's yeah. the thing. But I, you know, even though when that happened, I remember once I had a, a well, I did you know recording. For, Christian music recording, and uh, they had a song that I dedicated that song to my wife. They had that song on the radio station, the local radio station. Yeah, and they invite me once to be part of um, an interview. How I wrote the song, you know, I was a local artist even when though when I was Christian. So, but I say to the uh, radio station director, I say, hey, I'm gonna you know express my faith in Jesus. Are yeah. you okay with that? And he say, yeah, okay. Sweet. And I did that. And people started calling to radio stations. Oh, <laughs> really? Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was good. It was good. But that was one of the first time that I went to radio station to talk about Jesus. And I, you know, without, you know, saying a lot of things, you can, there's certain you need to have uh, wisdom to how yeah. to introduce Jesus into, you know, the radio station, how to say things. And uh, I did that by sharing testimonies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's awesome. So after you got saved and, you know, you wanted to serve the Lord, mm -hmm. how did God, what did God do in these next steps to get you to the United States? Like, could you share that? Yeah. Well, I remember I was uh, serving at, at my local church uh, as a worship leader uh, for a period of time. I was serving, and then the pastor asked me to be an associate pa associate pastor working with one uh, campus of the church. Awesome. Uh, right? So I started doing that. So I started getting into, you know, teach the word and all of that. How 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 many years of a were you walking with the Christian now, getting wanting to teach the word? How long in between that? Say it again. So, so you came to the Lord at seventeen, mm -hmm. and you said you wanted to teach the word, and you started teaching the word. How long? How many years? Well, I can. When I was seventeen, I came to the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, and nineteen, so I got married. 
Okay. Right? Yeah. So I went to the military for two years. At 17? At 19. Oh, at 19, okay. Af- right? After getting married? At, after getting married. Six okay. months later. That's rough. <laughs> That's yeah. not biblical either. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I went to the military. Uh, every male uh, in Cuba that has certain age had to go to the military. So I, I did went to serve for two years. Okay. And then when I finished the military, I, I took it as as a evangelistic school. That's the way that I look at it. Okay. Because um, the, the military was the evangelistic yeah. tool for for you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amen. Yeah. So I think everything in our lives is part of the process of God preparing us for the purpose that he has for us. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I had no doubts on that. So he was preparing me, and then when I got out of the military, I went to, uh, you know, came back to church. And at that time, I was 21. So, and then was the time that I started teaching. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I got into uh, Bible school. I did my theology um, school, um, like a bachelor or yeah. something like that. And... Uh, yeah, that prepared me for, you know, the purpose that I was serving. And the the culture around schooling in, in Cuba is pretty big, right? Yeah. Like you go to learn and you go to school and their schools are pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I can say this, this is something really positive and uh, people in Cuba are well prepared. Yeah, they, you know, we, we had in our church doctors, lawyers, engineers yeah. and... That was amazing, you know. So, but it raised up the level of communication and, you know, and everything because you are talking to people who, you know, know how to read, how to write, and they yeah. are professional in their careers. So it was a challenge for me. I was one of the, probably the youngest leader in my church at that time. But I thank God for my pastor, uh because he trusted me, he saw the potential, and so he helped me a lot. I remember he, him, uh, seeing my notes from my message and telling me you should change this, or, yeah, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. God's good because you talked about how you left school, yeah, you weren't good in school, and now here you are, back in. You went to a Bible college, you got all that, and you passed, mm. and God got you through all that. Yeah, yeah. Contesting the question that uh, how I got here, um, yeah, I was serving at my church, and somebody um, from Tampa uh, was praying. Uh, he saw a vision of my family here in the United States, and uh, he believed that, you know, from God. Yeah. So he looked the way. I didn't have a cell phone at that time, so he contacted me to my neighbor's um, phone house, you know, the house that, that he has. Um, so I remember my neighbor calling me, hey, you have a phone call from United States. I said, what? <laughs> you got to be kidding. Who's <laughs> calling me from United States, you yeah. know? And, and you know, and this, um, I just met this guy, you know, once. He came to visit our church. and uh, But I, I didn't have any contact with him. So it's just the Lord, you know, moving things. And he called me and he said, hey, uh, I saw a vision. 
and I I I want to be part of it. Yeah. So I'm paying you for the passports. Wow. So <laughs> he bought. That's pretty cool. My passport, my wife's passport, and my son. At that time, he was, yeah, he was around three or two. I don't know. I don't remember well. So I had my passport. I remember having my passport for like a one year, and you know I could because my friend he he the one who bought bought me the the passport he couldn't invite me. Yeah. Because he wasn't a pastor. He wasn't nobody related to ministry here. Just a a Christian who wants to serve the Lord and yeah. had a feeling that you know that's the what the Lord wants wants for us. So, and I remember talking to my pastor and he said, "Yeah, we can maybe get somebody who can write an invitation letter for you." But at the same time, I was pretty active on my church, like recording yeah. music. I had a music van, traveling inside of Cuba, singing you know, in the country singing, <laughs> you know, whatever that we had the opportunity to do it. So I was singing and preaching and awesome. writing songs. And uh, we didn't have the, a nice recording studio, but uh, with the regular microphone and an old computer, we did music and nothing stopped us from, you know, what we wanted to do. So we did it. And uh, uh, a missionary came from California. He said, hey, I wanted to... Um, yeah, I want to take your music to United States so they can listen to your music. So, yeah, he did it, and uh, a pastor from California invited me to come to United States. Awesome. And they gave me visa and on uh, the U.S. embassy. That was another miracle. They gave me the visa, and I can't. And uh, you know that was the way that the Lord, you know, prepared for me for you know, coming here. How how hard is that to get a visa to come to the United States? It is hard because um, at the time that I came, there was a law for Cubans. So where you, um, you know, once that you, you were here, so you can say, hey, I want to be here. I want to stay here. And they will give you all the documentation, the, the papers, so to be legal. So... At the embassy, they would think more if you are a possible immigrant. They won't give you, you know, any any kind of visa. And, uh, yeah, so, and I was, you know, a possible immigrant because they knew that I have family here and uh, I was I was sincere about, about it. And they asked me questions. I, say, I, I answered all of them with the truth. And uh, she saw that, that, you know, the person that was doing the interview saw that, and, you know, and she said, you know what, I'm going to prove you. I'm going to give you a visa. <laughs> and I said, praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise God. He, and and yeah, that's yeah. how he moves. Yeah. I think it, all of that was part of, you know, the plan of God. So I was there at the interview. I was nervous, but uh, at the same time, I knew that God's favor was with, with me in that purpose. So I had my confidence that... Um, I could speak with sincerity and uh, truth yeah. that everything will go in the way that God, you know, designed to go. That's awesome. Yeah. And now, how long have you been in Lebanon, Pennsylvania? Uh, in Lebanon, I would say one year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. yeah. And you've um, been in the U.S. for how long? 
for seven years. Seven years. I, I'm gonna uh, on August. It will be seven years. Yeah, but I was part of some uh, church planting project, helping some yeah. other pastors. And then uh, in that process, I moved to Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. And that was like two, uh, four years ago. Yeah. Okay. I was almost four years. Yeah. I was working with a El Portico church. It was a, a Hispanic church. Yeah. Um, the pastor Lorenzo was the founder of that church. Awesome. Uh, so I was part of that church. I was helping doing doing you know whatever they needed like graphic design, social media, website, worship, <laughs> teaching, cleaning bathrooms, whatever. <laughs> you did whatever. <laughs> whatever it took. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. You were a servant. Yeah. I think that's the heart. Yeah. You know, that's the word right there, servant. <laughs> yeah. As we all are. Yeah. As yeah. we all should be doing whatever it takes, willing, yeah. you know, when we Christ centered, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, we we are serving a, a bigger purpose. I'll go scrub them toilets with with no gloves. <laughs> <laughs> That's you turn right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no joke though. Pastor Keith will scrub them toilets with no gloves. Wow, I've seen him do it. Does he use a scrub brush or? I don't know. I just get in there. He does it. Gets it yeah. done. Yeah. Wow. He's awesome. Leader leads by example. Exactly. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, Caleb, you got any other questions? Yeah. I. If you could go a little bit more personal on when you came to know the Lord, what what was it that really drawed you? What was your mm-hmm. What was your breaking point? Well, um, I was having a lot of trouble, um, you know, personal trouble with my family situations. My mom wasn't stable with any relationship. My uh, grandma was sick. I was doing this music, but I wasn't feeling well. I wasn't feeling complete. Uh, I knew something was missing. I wanted to be famous, I wanted to do music, but all the motivation is because I was really poor and I wanted money, you know, to, to be able to help my family and, and do all things. I, I had a really tough, tough childhood. Yeah, I can tell you. I had to work when uh, and study at the same time to, to buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, I was like my son's age, like 10. And I remember a neighbor told me, hey, you mind working a few hours? And I say, um, yeah, I would love to. And he would pay me $1. You know, $1 in Cuba at that time was something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I was working, and uh, but uh, I, wa- I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, depression, anxiety. Um, you know, I was... I wasn't stable with any relationship. I had a girlfriend today, and then I would switch next month because I was bad, you know. Living in emotionally sin. unstable. Yeah. I was really unstable. Yeah, yeah. And and what? So what did he say to you that made the difference? That broke the the straw on the camel's back. 
Well, one of the things that uh, he started talking about uh, the purpose of God for my life, I never thought about it. You know, whenever somebody tells you God has a purpose for, for your life and you see your life is, is a disaster around you, you say, okay, what's the purpose of God? Because I'm living, you know, you know, I'm taking the wrong way. <laughs> I am the wrong direction <laughs> to that purpose. That's that's what I was seeing. And and then you get to see how, you know, he started explaining, okay, you need to walk in this direction. You need to follow Jesus. You need to step into his word and, and start looking for, for the Lord. Mm. And then, you know, that's that's what I, you know, when I decided, I decide to go to church and say, okay, let's go to church. Let's try. And then I found in the church another friend that I was in. He was almost in the same situation than me. And I got encouraged because we were, you know, the same situation. Even when he was, you know, older than me. Um, yeah, it was really interesting and, you know, a really special church. They... You know, I have some friends that, you know, they were with me along the way, helping me, praying for me, visiting me every week, mm-hmm. you know, talking to me, you know, not like like now we have cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, he was just riding a bicycle. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but the Lord has been so good. And now, you know, I can see that. He brought me here to serve him and uh, to reach all the people for Jesus and uh, use the gifts that I have and the way that he has prepared me to minister to this community. So uh, I really uh, feel that I'm walking his purpose and his will. That's awesome. So so that's what made the the kind of the the light turn on in your head was how purposeless life is without God. Yeah. And it was just a disaster all around you. Yeah. I want, at the same time, I was seeing the bad bad uh, examples around my life that I don't want to end up like them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I say, no, no, no. Something is wrong. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And now look, you got so many blessings. Praise God. Yeah. All these years looking back, would you imagine what you're doing now? No. Even my friends, I went to Cuba, you know, a few weeks ago, and uh, they say, wow, that's amazing what the Lord is, is doing f- with you. We couldn't imagine, yeah, you amen. know, all of that, but it's just the Lord. If you, if you have the time, could you share the story of um, you finding Lucy, your wife? Oh, yeah. And how that came to be? Yeah, uh, Lucy was like, she was singing at the worship team. I was playing the the guitar, acoustic guitar at that time. The guitar that God gave you? Yeah. 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 They had a special guitar at church. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. I used to play with that one. And then uh, we started, Lucy and I, we were neighbors, you know, at the same neighborhood. Okay. And I know Lucy since I was a little kid, you know. I never, never had a relationship, you know, like something closer, but... Yeah, I knew her. I knew her family, and she knew me and my family and all of that. But uh, when I I started going to church, she was my friend. And, you know, I really, uh, 
um, was supported by her, uh, encouraging me, praying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I needed an advice or something, and I, and she was there. She was patient, you know. Awesome. But I never thought that we could have a relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. That wasn't on my mind. So and mm-hmm. she she never thought about it as well. And she she was looking for um, a friend that she had, so maybe it could be a good fit for me. And I didn't like that. <laughs> and oh, I said, no, no. She was no. trying to hook you up with yeah, someone. Yeah, with someone. Yeah. I say, no, no, I don't like that girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but we had a really good relationship. And then, you know, suddenly I started feeling, you know, uh, something for her. Yeah. And uh, more than, uh, because I didn't want a, like, a relationship that I had before, you know, I want something for, for life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, playing games at church. And yeah. No. So I thought, you know, this is a serious decision. So, and then one day, you know, I approached to her and say, hey, you know what? <clears throat> I'm feeling this for you. And let's just pray for it. Yeah. At the beginning, she say, oh, no way. You no know? way. Oh, Ooh, man, you're giving way. me hope now. <laughs> you're giving me hope now. <laughs> Go say something and then say, let's pray. pray." Yeah, no way. An angel has to come and tell me about it and say, okay, maybe an angel will come. Yeah. (laughs) And I started praying about it. And uh, yeah, until one day that uh, she realized that she she has feeling for me and she didn't knew that. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we, the first person who knew that was our pastor. We went to our pastor and Mm -hmm. and said, hey, we need to start a process of prayer uh, so we did that for for a few months mm-hmm. just prayer and uh, be friends yeah nothing or relationship wait 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 wait. here's a key did you hear that a few months a few of months. prayer <laughs> a few months yeah i guess my two minutes don't <laughs> don't, don't yeah it, it was good uh, a <laughs> few months of, of prayer uh, yeah. and uh you know, with that intention on mind, yeah. you know, and yeah, we were really careful uh, about our testimony, people seeing us, you know, yeah. around and we we were careful about it because we were serving a church. Mm-hmm. So, and we, we want to please the Lord, you know, so yeah, that's how we did it. So, and then we set a date with the pastor and, you know, to get married. Awesome. So we started working since we became uh, she became my, my girlfriend and say hey let's let's set a date for you know get married and we did that and there's a little bit of of controversy right because of the culture in Cuba with with the ages the different difference in ages right yeah yeah um, the thing explain is explain that explain that yeah the different ages is um, you know people in Cuba get got married. You know, most of them young, like, you know, you can see a 16 years old person yeah. married, you know, or more. Maybe my case was 19. Lucy was 24. She's five years old, older. And that was a problem because, you know, me being younger and uh, even though when it's not a big difference, but uh, in the culture, yeah, mm-hmm. people could see it. 
differently. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it never happened. You know, all that battle wasn't just in our minds. Okay. And then we discovered that a uh, couple of um, families in our church were in the same situation. Yeah. And then, well, okay, we got encouraged. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. What yeah. what would what advice would you give to say a young man uh, just about relationships and what you went through? Give us give us your wisdom. Oh my goodness! And, uh, and going through all that, and and from having being in the world and having uh, different relationships and and seeing the emptiness, and then coming mm-hmm. to Christ, and then finding Lucy. What what advice would you give? Yeah, don't waste your time. Don't waste any time uh, looking shortcuts. No, that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, good things takes takes times, uh, time and prayer. And uh, if you can be friend of the person who you want, you pretend to marry, be a friend and, and know her well. You know. Yeah. I think that's really important because you are, you know, you're supposed to marry that person and spend your whole life with that person. Yeah. So, and don't don't try to, that's another one. Um, sometimes we are looking the perfect pe- person for us. Are you the perfect person for somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if we change the focus <laughs> yeah, of that in my <laughs> yeah I think it does that would be me my, my advice for it thanks for sharing yeah yeah thank you well it's about all the time we have but thank you for being able to be here and to share share this yeah Prescott uh, anytime I hope it touches people out there yes you know, So me too Sure it will. Caleb, you want to pray us out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lord, I thank you for um, just the breath you give us, Lord. Um, I thank you that there is um, there's hope in you, Lord, and that that the truth um, that the truth sets us free. And um, thank you that you worked that out in Jordani's life, Lord. Um, and Lord, I just lift up um, any any guys out there that um, you know feel hopeless and have done the relationship relationships and and tried the accomplishments and they just feel uh, feel empty. Lord, I pray that you would touch them, Lord, and that they would find just their uh, their hope in you, their purpose in you, and just their identity as a child of God not working for achievements or to be famous or for money or for girls. Um, pray that you would minister to them, Lord. And um, help us to be wise and just in prayer and meditation as we wait for um, whoever you have for us, for those of us who are single, single Lord. Um, just be with us, minister to us in, in all the different ways that Jordani's story applies to us, Lord. Uh, thank you for this brother. Uh, bless him, Lord. Bless him in the Spanish ministry, Lord, and, and and just his family in Lebanon, Lord. 
and uh, just protect them, Lord. And uh, thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.